to Alumni Conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook Live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by R.G. and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Laterno University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Welcome to this episode of Alumni Conversations. This is a different episode than any we've ever done before, partly because this is a different week than we've ever experienced before. I'm coming at you from my uh, front porch. I can't actually get to campus right now. I plan to share this with you live, but because of ice and snow over the last few days and the coldest temperatures that Longview has ever seen in recorded history, uh, I'm putting this together from home. But I really wanted to get it out to you for a couple of reasons. One, there's just some really important news to share with you. But second, I was able to sit down with Dwayne King last week, one of our graduates from 1965, and it was such a sweet conversation. I couldn't wait to share it with you. So I'll be uploading this and it'll be premiering to you um, tomorrow. So I'm recording this on Wednesday. It'll be premiering to you tomorrow on Thursday. And I sure hope you're going to enjoy the conversation with Dwayne King as much as I did. But before then, a couple of announcements. want to let you know about a couple of things. First, we are having a historic week here in Longview with some of the coldest weather uh, the city has ever experienced, including the coldest weather on Tuesday that we've ever seen at negative five degrees. Currently, it's snowing and raining, uh, kind of a sleet snow mess behind me. Uh, so classes are canceled for the week. Um, so you can be praying and lifting up our students, and especially our residence life staff. Because of the weather, our residence life staff are doubling lots of different, wearing lots of different hats this week. Not only are they taking care of their students, but they are maintenance crew for boilers that have stopped working or heaters that have gone out um, and trying to take care of some of that work while maintenance and uh, mechanic crews can't get to campus. In addition, some of our cafeteria staff can't get to campus to serve food. So our RAs and RDs are the servers in the cafeteria in Saga and the Corner Cafe. So anyways, if you think about it, one, um, join me in giving out a shout out to our incredible Residence Life staff, but also join me in praying for them this week. They are exhausted and they have been tackling and putting out fires left and right. In the midst of that, it's been super encouraging to see stories from our students and our Residence Life staff about how the community of Laterno students and our community on campus are coming together. So lift them up, but also know that God is doing amazing things through a really unexpected week. The second announcement I want to share with you is a week from today, so next Thursday, uh, is the 75th anniversary of the very first day of prayer ever held for Laterno Technical Institute. You see, on February 20th, 1946, R.G. and Evelyn Laterno received a charter from the state of Texas for Laterno Technical Institute to open. Five days later, they held a day of prayer with family, friends, and those from the community uh, to dedicate Laterno Technical Institute to the, to the Lord. And so here we are, 75 years later, and so next Thursday, we're going to pause to not only remember and to commemorate that important moment at the beginning of this university, but to remind ourselves and to recommit ourselves that this that prayer continues to be essential for what God is doing and what we want to see God do through Laterno University. It's a public event that's free to the public. So if you're in the area, we invite you to join us in the Belcher Center. 
It's 7 p.m. next Thursday night. Tickets are free. You'll get them at the door. You'll be social distanced by um, couple um, or just by yourself if you're by yourself within the Belcher Auditorium. Uh, if you can't join us in person, we invite you to join us online. Go to letu.edu slash TV or letu.edu slash chapel, and you can join us next Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central. For that time of prayer and worship, one uh, thing I'm really excited about as the director of alumni engagement is the alumni who are going to be involved. Uh, I'll be there um, as, as the director, but then we're going to have David Eaton, a 2005 graduate, uh, speaking. We'll have Reverend Ronnie McFarland, a 2013 graduate, speaking. We're going to have uh, Lauren Bittekoffer, a, a beloved professor, emeritus professor, faculty member, but also a Laterno graduate speaking, as well as several other people, including the student body president and the, the director or the, the president of our student ministry team. So I hope you'll join us for that. It's going to be a really sweet time of prayer and fellowship. Well, with that, that's the, the big announcements for today. want to get to the interview with um, Dwayne King. This was a really sweet conversation. We sat down last week to grab this while he was in town. Now, I was using some new technology for the first time, so my apologies for some of the technical errors that you'll experience, um, but I hope you will still be edified and encouraged, um, and keep a listen out for his story about being the second plane flying into Russia after the Soviet Union uh, collapsed and the wall came down. Well, enjoy this interview, and I'll be back afterwards for a couple more announcements. Dwayne, it's great to sit down with you today. Thank you. And to hear your story. Thank thanks for you, being Dan. Willing to we finally have made this I happen. I know, after a couple of months. Thanks for sticking with it. <laughs> so what I'd love to share with our alumni is first, how did you end up at Letourneau in the 1960s? How did you find out about it? How, what's your journey to Letourneau? Well, my story is a lot like uh, many others. My grandfather was subscribed to... The Now, now yes, Magazine. that's right. Okay. And uh, I can see those Now magazines that he would hand me a little sheet, yep. black and white, and he would hand me those and and was encouraging me to think mm. about Laterno. I was in Bible school at the time. I went okay. to Bible school in a little Bible institute in upstate New York, okay. practical so Bible training school. Is New York home? Is that where you were coming from? I was coming from home. Okay, so New York's home, yep. and your dad's saying, check out this school in East Texas. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, he'd heard all about R.G. Letourneau. Okay. He was a blacksmith, and we had a blacksmith business. Oh, wow. So we had Doing that wrought iron, right yeah. ar wrought iron railings and posts oh, and, okay. and uh, forge and everything. And that's okay. how I grew up. Okay. And, of course, that lent well mm -hmm. to building up hot rods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you build hot rods as a kid? I built hot rods wow. as a kid, and okay. I, I ended up, the one I had when we were married was a 48 Ford Coupe. Oh my goodness. And I had painted it a beautiful Pontiac blue and I crammed a Oldsmobile 98 engine in there oh with gosh. a big four barrel carburetor, customized wow. everything and had two long scavenger chrome pipes, wow. straight pipes oh my goodness. underneath. This is a car you loved. This is a car I built and I loved love. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Did you I drive that to Laterno? Drove it to Laterno. Yeah. Okay. August nineteen sixty-three. August nineteen sixty-three. So your dad's giving you these pamphlets. He's in the wrought iron business. You've got a kind of an interest because you're already kind of a builder. What what kind of made the decision to go from Bible college to East Texas to attend Laterno? What was the story the there? Book, the book The uh, Book Jungle okay. Pilot. Oh, wow. The story of Nate St. Yeah, Jim Elliott absolutely. and the 
those guys that were missionaries in Ecuador, and okay. I was headed for Ecuador. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I wanted to be a missionary pilot and mechanic. Yep. And it was the pictures in the book of Nate and the others working on old World War II airplanes and using them mm-hmm. in, in to, to, to minister yeah. and to reach the Aka Indians, okay. the Wenabe people yep. of yeah. Ecuador. So that caught your imagination and said, God, that if did. I could do one thing, I want to do that. That's right. Okay. That and uh, that settled it. That was okay. in concrete. And okay. so uh, it was, uh, it meant getting an airframe and power plant mechanic rating okay. and a pilot's rating, and that's what I set out to do. Okay. Carolyn was a nurse, okay. and she worked at Markham Hospital with preemie babies. Oh, wow. Oh, and uh, so that held her. She got her PhD degree, you know. <laughs> Pushed hubby through? Pushing hubby through. <laughs> I've heard about it. I've actually seen some photos. They used to take class photos of all the wives who had helped them yes. finish with Laterno. Oh, that that's is right. Excellent. Okay, so your wife is one of them. Yeah. She helps see you through. Yeah. Okay. And I made I made friends for a life. For example, one of my flight instructors, well, Dr. Dale Crane was uh, my first flight instructor, but okay. later on, J.C. Harder, who lives just down the street. Yes. And J.C. Harder became my flight instructor and a very close friend as we built airplanes just across the runway from here. And uh, uh, we did all of this together. And as we were flying, he'd always say, Dwayne, Alaska, Alaska. He was an Alaska native. So he knew the need. He knew, knew the, the opportunity. Need. He okay. came down here and married an uh, East Texas girl, okay. Bev Harder. Okay. And uh, so huh. this was how it began to refocus on where we okay. would serve. Okay, so you started with a vision for South America in the jungle, but you got to Laterno, and that brought you to Laterno, but then God got you here and brought J.C. Harder into your life as a mentor, as a brother, as a, exactly. as a teacher. And he began to say, hey, there's other places besides the jungle. That's right. Okay. And he connected me with uh, different mission organizations okay. in Alaska. Okay. And so I was applying to those organizations, and they said, come. Hmm. And so we finished here in 65. Okay. So 63 to 65. Yep, and had an AMP license and a private license, and I got a job to build flight time at Bar Harbor, Maine. Okay, so back up to the northeast. Back up to the northeast. Not not home, but towards home. Right, Okay. right, and I got that experience flying bush planes in Maine. Maine. Wow, you would never think, hey, I can go to Maine and get bush pilot experience, but you did. I did, wow. and that's where they I learned, uh, you know, to fly on skis and in the winter. Oh, my goodness. And then in 1967, we were commissioned by our churches in, in New York. Okay. And uh, we went to Alaska. Oh, my goodness. 68. So from mid, I mean, 63, 64, God be, introduces you to J.C. Harder. And really, within the period of five years, your whole trajectory in some ways changes to Alaska. 
Yep. And by 68, 69, you're in Alaska. Right. And you've been doing work in ministry there ever since. Ever since. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. I spent 42 years with a mission called SEND yeah. International mm -hmm. okay. and uh, retired from them at 67. Wow. And now 11, and, and then in 1999, we founded Kingdom Air Corps in Chickaloon, Alaska. Okay. I have no idea where Chickaloon is. It is, it is, uh, well, there's the chick and here's the loon. <laughs> I love that. For those of you who can't see, he just pointed at his lovely wife, Kathy. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Chickaloon, Alaska, 1999. So it's now been 22 years with Kingdom Air yep. So in a season in life where most people are encouraged to think about retirement, you're not retiring. You're continuing to work. I told the students in the class just a few minutes ago, retirement is not in the Bible. And it is not a desire of me. Yeah. I will die with my boots on. Love that. Uh, serving the Lord and yeah. uh, using my hands and my feet to go and to fly. I still fly. Okay. Wow. Over 20,000 hours in oh Alaska. Wow. 58 different types of airplanes. Oh and fixing and flying. Okay. And that's what we're doing today. Okay. Kathy and I live in Pennsylvania in the winter. Okay. So we come out where we can do some uh, work a little bit easier okay. and promote the mission and recruit here at Letourneau and okay. other places. Okay. And then uh, head back up with a whole slew of recruits and instructors to go to Alaska and work at the King Ranch. King Ranch. We have so 30, Kingdom Air Corps it operates out of King Ranch. Right. Okay. 320 acres in wow. pristine, beautiful oh mountains. Wow. And we teach the students how to fly okay. through the valleys, the, the mountain passes, okay. through the big mountains. Wow. And, uh, uh, through the weather and learn how to maintain the airplanes mm -hmm. in these rough, extreme conditions. Okay. So, and I know that over the years, several of our alumni have had the chance to go through Kingdom Air Corps and train with you all. And one of the things that I was struck by, Dwayne, is as much as you love planes and you love ministry as a result of planes, what came out of my conversations with them is that ministry is really what you love. Discipleship yep. and ministry. People. Planes are a great way to do it. But yep. it's all about people. Yep, it's all about people. So tell me a little bit about that. Why, why is it that, that people, how did God kind of bring you to that point where you said, man, I love planes, but really it's about people. What's that journey look like? Well, that's because God, uh, God gave his son Jesus mm -hmm. to tell, uh, tell people that he wants a relationship with them because it's people that God loves too. Oh, where did I hear that before? <laughs> For God so, so loved, loved the world. world. Absolutely. And so uh, this, mm -hmm. people will probably tell you if there's anything that God has given him to serve is a love for people. Mm -hmm. uh, we, 
We eventually went to Russia. I, will, I can tell that story if you ask me I've, about I've it. I've heard about that story, so we'll get there in a second, because I think that's worth telling. But when it comes to people, yeah. I had to learn the language mm. in Russia. Okay. I didn't learn it real well, okay. but I learned it, and I can communicate, and I can talk all day long in Russia. Wow. And some people really understand me. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> but... When we go to our home church in Khabarovsk, Far East Russia, okay. they will tell you, well, we understand Dwayne because he loves us. Because mm, we know Dwayne. We know Not him. Not because his Russian is excellent, but because he loves us well. Okay, you got it. Gotcha. You got it. I love that. Well, like, what a sweet reminder that God created this amazing world, but he didn't, he wasn't, he, he didn't become fixated by his creation. He became fixated by us. We were the focus of his love, the focus of his attention. And what a great reminder for us that even if we get to work with great planes and do amazing things, people are what should captivate us. That's right. Christ calls us to them. That's what it's all about. That. That's what it's all for. Mm, such a good, thank you for that. So that through wonder. all of this, people have come to a saving knowledge of Christ like my sweet, beautiful wife. I love that. And in our ministry, mm -hmm. uh, she came to the Lord wow. 47 years ago, something like that. Gosh, amazing. And now for 40 some years, you've discipled and introduced people to Christ. Now, you've been in Alaska since 69, but you just hinted at the fact that you haven't always been in Alaska since 69. So right. tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Russia. And then I hear there's a story that we need to hear about going into Russia after the curtain fell. <laughs> so I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing that. Well, I do. Okay. And uh, it, was, uh, nine, it was 1953. Okay. In my little church, a Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in Vestal, New York, a man by the name of Peter Dynica with the Slavic Gospel Association brought a refugee, a, uh, an escapee from Russia wow. in 1953. He made it out uh, wow. under the terrible, hard rule of Stalin, Joseph wow. Stalin. Wow. And he came and uh, Peter Dynica toured him across the United States giving his testimony mm. and asking us to pray. And so he came to our church. I was like 13 years old. Oh my goodness. And uh, uh, he stood up in front of us and saw these Americans staring at him. And he could only speak uh, Russian. Okay. And Peter was translating. translating for him and he just blurted out in tears, please pray for Russia. Please pray for the people and the churches and where we're being persecuted mm -hmm. and uh, oppressed by the Russian government. And so we began to pray. And I'm reminded of the verse of Scripture says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth reapers into the workers into the harvest field. Yeah. And so we began to pray as a young person. God began to touch my heart. Though I was headed to South America, I thought. Yep. I didn't know about what God had in mind for Russia because it was a closed country. Yep. So through wow. J.C. Harder. Okay. We, 
So bring it Direct back to Letourneau, yes. and J.C. Harder, okay? Yes, and going to Russia, I found myself on the Bering Sea looking across at Russia. Okay, so here you are. You thought you were headed to South America or the jungle. The Lord uses J.C. Hart at Letourneau to direct you to Alaska. And all of a sudden, 20 or 30 years, that 13-year-old boy remembers these stories that you heard about Russia. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So then uh, then uh, we, we, went to, uh, we went to Alaska. Okay. I had a ministry uh, flying... Alaskan Native people okay. uh, all over the west coast wow. of Alaska. I remember one time being up at altitude and looking across the Bering Sea and seeing the shoreline of, of Russia. Chukotka, Russia, okay, Far, Far East, East Russia. Russia. The air traffic controllers would always warn us, don't go near oh, the, the border. And the border was only like three miles between Little Diomede Eskimo Village and Big Diomede, the Russian. Really? The Bering Straits that narrow at that point? Three miles. Wow, I had no idea. Yep. Oh my One goodness. time I landed on the ice there, actually several Ooh. times. Okay, intentionally? I landed or... on the ice okay. intentionally. Okay. And uh, I could look over. I remember landing on on uh, the ice with another Laterno graduate, oh Tim Harold. Okay. And uh, we landed there. Okay. And we could see the Russians looking down at us. Oh my goodness! Wow. From up on Big Diomede Island, it was a scary place. Absolutely. So this was all happening, and uh, and then the wall came down about 1990. Okay. And we began to have the vision from the Lord to open up Russia yep. with the gospel from Alaska. From Alaska. Not through Germany and West Berlin. Nope. Not through Europe, which is what everybody was thinking at this point. Yep. But through Alaska. Lord, how might you use Alaska to get the gospel? Yep. Okay. Not many. And there was a few missionaries, okay. few of us missionaries that had mm. Russia as a vision, okay. a mission vision. Yep. So then we began collecting Russian Bibles, parallel Bibles, English and Russian. Wow. Yep. And, and we co began collecting them. Okay. And then for a year we made application and tried to get our paperwork all aligned for making this big trip in 1991. Oh. Okay. Well, in August 1991, we got our clearance. Oh my goodness. To have the first flights Into. to go across the Bering Sea. Wow. And so other missions were doing the same thing okay. at the same time. Okay. And uh, we actually were the second ones to go. Wow. And, uh, and another uh, uh, mission uh, in Alaska okay. uh, went just before us, a couple okay. of days before us, but okay. we were all together in this, right. this effort a, a to reach effort. Russia. Yep. Yeah. And so we got there uh, to Nome and we're loaded and ready. I've got three people on board okay. with me in okay. a Piper Navajo. Wow. I'm assuming a small plane. PA 31 twin engine Piper. Okay. Six Charlie Charlie was the number on the side of it. Okay. 
So we took off and we got to the middle of the Bering Sea out of Nome. Okay. We had to convert all of our numbers and figures and altitudes and speeds oh, to wow. metric system. All of a sudden, okay, mid-flight. Yep. Okay. And we were at 3,000 meters, about 9,000 feet. Okay. And I picked up the microphone uh, and called, Providenia Control, this is Navajo 6, Charlie, Charlie. Wow. Long pause. And then a static radio call from Russia. Wow. Came, and the air traffic control came on there. <laughs> Novo O6, Charlie, Charlie, we read you. Ah, chills went up my Absolutely. spine. Absolutely. That was so scary. Oh, my goodness. 20 years of looking across the Bering Strait and knowing Russia's closed, having heard stories, and all of a sudden, you're going to step into Russia for the first time. Yeah, a lifetime. Well, from when, yeah. I, from when I was 13. 13, really? The, yeah, this is a bit A lifetime hearing and reading stories. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you give, they give you clearance. And so he comes back and he says, Novo six, Charlie, Charlie, come to Russia. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Music to your ears at that point because you've been praying about it and dreaming about it. Yep. Wow. Well, we cheered in the uh, airplane. I believe it. We cheered, ah, oh, hallelujah, Lord. we're making history. Wow. Oh, and goodness. so we are already getting ready to make the landing okay. and I see the lunch that our wives had packed was on the floor okay. and so uh, I handed the bag back to the guys in the okay. back and I said you guys better eat this because if they catch us with fruit on board oh, fruit you cannot bring fruit into Russia. Russia oh no something as simple as that all of a sudden, it's like we've got to eat. I this. said, "Man, the main, the main thing is are these Bibles. Yep, and we don't no want matter anything to get in the we, way. Exactly, we don't wow. want anything to get in the way. So, I handed the bag back to okay. them, and they gobbled it down. But they handed me the peels. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with those? Eat them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't eat them. Oh no. Banana peels. <laughs> Cut them up in little right. chunks. You know, no, they wouldn't do that. We're getting too close to land. Oh, no. And so then we opened up a little side window and we threw everything out in the Bering Sea. Oh, wow. All of the peels. <laughs> so some fish was enjoying fruit for the first yes, time. Yes, right. <laughs> Except for one banana peel. Oh, no. Missed it? It missed it. It went back out and it caught on the tail <gasps> and it was flapping in oh, the breeze no. on the leading edge of the tail. And here you're about to land. I wish I had a picture of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you realize it or you figured it out after you landed that it had gotten stuck? No, I looked out there and, and I could, could see it. it. <laughs> oh no, but there's nothing you can do about no it. No one would go out and take it off. Oh, no. And so oh, no. we came in for a landing. Okay. And, uh, and so as we taxied up, a little car comes out and was written on English on the back of it, a big sign like a four by eight sheet of plywood, follow me. Okay. So wow. we followed this little car up this long taxiway by all of these Russian military Right, because it would have been a military airport. That was a military uh -huh. base. Yeah. 
And it was the front line of Russia oh against God. America. Wow. So we taxied up, shut the engines down, and the air traffic controller comes. I mean, the, uh, the Pogranichny Border okay. Patrol. Oh. They came, and they were circling the airplane with rifles. Wow. And wow. the officer pointed at us and said, You, pilot! Come, me. So we gave him documents wow. and followed him in. And we got into, uh, uh, it was either just myself or Tim and myself, I forgot. Okay. But we got into the customs. Okay. And the young girl in there, the customs officer, pointed at the bag that I had as our baggage. And she says, Sto eta? What is it? Okay. Had they I said, oh. your lunch? Or it was Bibles? It was Bibles. So I said, I didn't want to tell her they were Bibles. Right. So I said, it's presents and our clothes. So I took out, put on a table like this, a whole stack of Bibles and one change of white underwear on it. Top. <laughs> to guard the Bibles. Right? Oh my goodness. And so I thought, I thought, oh, right. she's not going to want to touch those, those underwear. Right. Uh -huh. She's not going to want to touch the man's underwear. Like, no. Yeah. And so she looks at these and she says, Nizia no allow. And I said, oh boy, I'm praying. Lord, after all this Lord, work and prayer. All this work and all this prayer yep. and gathering of the Bibles. And finally I said, do you have a Bible? Wow. She says, net, net. So there was this tense moment. Right. What's going to happen to the Bibles? Absolutely. And she keeps looking at the Bibles and she says, you give me one? Wow. Oh it's a, I give you two. I'll give you two. <laughs> so I handed her two. And she stuck them underneath the table, hid okay. them. Wow, because she knew she could get in trouble for them. I'm She'd sure. get in trouble for them. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So then we went out into the hallway, and here were the people uh, that were expecting us, okay. heard that we were coming. We okay. started handing out tracks and Bibles all in Russian. They're just off the base or on the base? Right on the of base. What? Wow. Right on the base. Oh the people from goodness. the town had come, the city of Providenia. Wow. And the air traffic controller comes out of the tower. He salutes us and says, Hi, my name Nikolai. Oh. I talk you radio. Oh, wow. You come my house, oh, teach wow. Me airplane talk. Wow. So he wanted to learn yeah, English, English because they be thought there were more American aircraft who would, be coming. would be coming in from Alaska. Wow. So God just opened up all sorts so, of opportunities. Oh yeah. So we wow. went to his house, one of those tall concrete buildings, mm -hmm. and went in there and all night they're asking us about life in America. Okay. And wow. uh, he could hardly speak English. Okay. His wife knew more English. His daughter knew a lot more. <laughs> so we put it all together. And yeah. finally, late at night, he said, why you come, Russia? I'm thinking, man, I had this Bible. And I'm thinking, Matthew 28, 18. Mm -hmm. 
Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel, mm. teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded, and lo, I am with you always. And so there it was, the answer I needed. And he read it and he knew right away why we came. This is the Evangelia, the gospel. And uh, so we shared with him and uh, talk, talking to him about salvation. He okay. couldn't understand the word salvation. What was okay. that? Yeah. What is that? And so we tried to figure out what it was in Russian. Okay. Finally, spasinya. Spasinya. Uh, what I do, uh, be spasinya. We were 50-50, half talking English, half talking Russian. <laughs> Just piecing it Trying together. Trying to piecing it all could. together. Yeah. How, what? must I do to be saved? Mm. I'm thinking. Are you kidding me? Acts 16 verse 30 and the Philippian jailer said to the Apostle Paul, he was about to fall on his sword. Stop! What must I do to be saved? He said. And there it is. I said, there's your question. And there's your answer. And here's your answer in the next verse, verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Amen. <laughs> how I do this, how I do this, he said. Oh my goodness. I said, oh, here, I've got a prayer in the back of this Bible. Okay. There's a prayer of repentance in the four spiritual laws, what you could pray. Yep. He looked at it, he read it. I said, you pray this to God. He stood up thinking God was actually in the room. Oh, wow. He looks up at the corner and he cries out, Pristimania Bog! God, forgive me! And what he was convicted about was the fact that the communist had told him, you must not believe mm. in the God or you can't work for the communist government oh, wow. as an air traffic controller. controller. Right. Wow. Oh my goodness. And so, so he said this was sin. This was wrong. Mm. I made 16 more flights. Oh my goodness. And we started a church in his, in his wow. town and uh, in his house actually. Okay. okay. And uh, mm. And then we planted a church in the main part of the town and sent one of our missionaries from Glen Allen, Alaska, and he lived there wow. for a few years. So a trip 50 years in the making, and then now for the last 20 or 30 years, there's been ministry done there. And within 24 hours, the Border Patrol lady and the air traffic controller yep. both say, hey, we want to know more. Yep. Wow, that's amazing. You keep coming back here every year, and I know partly to recruit for Keen AmeriCorps. So what's, what's the role that Keen AmeriCorps plays now? Russia's no more. Um, it feels like we've reached a lot of the earth, but I know there's places we haven't. So what do you see the role that Keen AmeriCorps plays today? Okay, in- and Laterno has a key part okay. to play in this. Okay. So uh, after 1999, I came back. 
and uh, told you a little bit about how that happened. I had cancer. I called AOPA, and one of the one of the people at AOPA, Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, was eavesdropping on the conversation. Heaven forbid. <laughs> and that was that one. And uh, Kathy heard this and said, "Are you talking to Dwayne King from Alaska?" And she was. So that began this big episode that God was preparing that Kathy and I eventually would be husband and wife. For a new season that you never thought would probably happen. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then uh, uh, by that time, I had made a quick trip right down to here to be with Bud Austin. Okay. He was president at the time. Okay. Welcomed us and was a big uh, encouragement to us. Okay. Uh, some of the very first students that I had to teach was to fulfill the vision of training missionary pilots okay. for Russia. Oh. But the Amer our Americans couldn't go there. Okay. So the first one was a Russian kid. Oh wow. And I oh. was learning Russian, he was learning English. And uh, he had to pass the TOEFL exam in okay. English. We signed him up at Alaska Bible College. Oh, wow. And then about the second year that he was there, okay. Dr. Austin came. Wow, to visit Kingdom Air Corps, okay. And I put him with that Russian kid sleeping on the floor in the house that we were building for us. Oh my goodness. And he just loved that kid. Oh and recruited him for Laterno. Wow! And he was just barely able to speak English, but, but Bud invited him down, mm. he took care of him, okay. and he went all the way through Laterno, got his oh power plant, okay. airframe and power plant license, got his ratings, okay. and became an airline pilot. Wow. In America, and then he became an airline pilot in Russia flying for Aeroflot. Oh my goodness. And he so, found out about Letourneau because you had been here and had this long-standing relationship. Yep. Wow. So how God led you to Letourneau and then led you to establish Kingdom Air Corps. Yep. Was laying the groundwork for this young man to then find Kingdom Air Corps, find Letourneau. And so more and more wow. students came to okay. Kingdom Air Corps from Russia. Okay. In the meantime, more and more started coming from Laterno. <laughs> Becomes this bridge between these two worlds. That's right. Wow. And so one of the first ones uh, uh, in like 2004 was okay. Dan Swenson. Okay. Yep. Dan Swenson. Who's with you on this trip. He's with me on okay. this trip and he's been with us for 15, over 15 years wow. at oh Kingdom AmeriCorps as director of maintenance. Yes. Now he's... Director of Maintenance Education. Okay. So he takes those Laterno students and many more into the hangar okay. and teaches them how, how to maintain aircraft. Okay. So takes what they're learning here in the classroom and says, okay, now in an intensive way, we're going to work on the aircraft that our pilots are flying yes. in and around Alaska every day. Yes. Okay. And so then wow. also through Dave Scroggins okay. and yep. Fred Ritchie and Matt Pullman, hmm. 
we instituted a class called inspections class. Okay. And so now for 15 years or more, they've been coming to Alaska every summer okay. as a part of the course here at the okay. air. So rather than taking all their classes yep. here, they get to go to Keenan AmeriCorps in Chickaloon, yep. Alaska, and they get a credit, but they also get to experience life in yep. Alaska and training. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, is I, the more I sit down with alumni, the more I realize that we would never write the stories that God's written for us, but he's written them so much better than we ever would. Right. I mean, we never would have, I would never have sat down and said, well, there's going to be a 13-year-old in New York who's going to be exposed to the story of the church, yeah. persecuted church in, China, in Russia. And, you know, 50 years later, I'm going to have him training pilots from Russia. Yep. Just incredible. That's the way oh, it God is. Does. That's the way it is. And what's encouraging to me is I, you know, people talk a lot, or, or one of the things that we talk a lot about is God's bringing people to Laterno from all over the world, places that missionaries can't actually go. So who knows what God might do here to open up the world to and the gospel. I'm glad you said that. Okay. The reason is, is this. God has prophecy that he's given us in the Bible. Okay. And he has said that there will be an end. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every nation as a testimony. And then the end will come. Mm -hmm. Well, when's the end going to come? Well, we've all talked about that. And everybody's got their ideas and so forth. Right. But it seems like it's getting close. Mm. And so a passion of Kingdom Air Corps is to reach the people of the earth mm. that are hard to reach, Amen. where mere earthlings cannot go. Mm. But we can but because we we're, pilots. we're pilots. Places you can't get to by bike or by boat, but you can get to if you have a plane. That's right. Mm. And we're bush pilots, yeah. and we can t we can go in uh, bar hopping all the way. <laughs> I love that gravel bars, <laughs> and uh, yeah. we can Absolutely. we can land on the tundra mm -hmm. on the mountainsides, mm -hmm. and on the rivers wow. and on the sand beaches, and we can land anywhere with these great big tires. Yeah as missionary bush pilots. That's what we train. Places we'll never get an airliner, we'll never get any, but a bush pilot can get you there. That's right. And Places where a Kodiak can't land, a yeah. Kodiak airplane or a caravan, mm -hmm. or even places where uh, some helio couriers can't land. Those are all right. high-powered, heavy <laughs> bush planes. But we go because we have little airplanes. So that's what we're doing, and the, and the students of this class, this school, are coming to Alaska every summer and helping us build these airplanes, and we've been shipping them overseas. Oh, wow. Okay. And we have three airplanes in Russia. Oh, my goodness. That students have, have worked on. Yep. We have one airplane in Burma, I mean in uh, Thailand. Okay for work in Burma uh, okay. that these students have worked on. Wow. And... Uh, oh my goodness. So not only taking the gospel, now you're taking planes so the gospel can go even further into these nations. You know, I think about your comment earlier about little planes, but I think we have little planes and we have a big God who wants to reach every person on the earth with a gospel. And what a cool way to do it. 
how a big God uses little planes. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I like he that. Is. He's a big God. Um, so, well, thank you so much, Dwayne, for taking time with me and sharing your story. Thanks for your passion for the gospel. I um, I want you to, you probably know this already, but you have had a profound impact on our alumni. I talk to alumni all the time who talk about how your mentoring, your discipleship, and your passion for the Lord was a huge part of their own journey. So Praise thanks for sharing that. Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's amazing what he'll do through us. Yep. Even through a little boy from New York. Wasn't that so encouraging? I just enjoyed my time with Dwayne and his lovely wife, Kathy, so much. Uh, They called me and said, hey, we've got about an hour. Could you get out here in 30 minutes? And so I got out there 30 minutes later and we sat down for that conversation. And it just was such an encouragement to get to hear what God has been doing through his life and his story, but also what God's continuing to do. So pray that join me in praying for Keen AmeriCorps and the work they're doing there. If you know of any pilots or those who would love to be pilots, consider sending them to Kingdom AmeriCorps during the summer for one of their uh, trainings. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you'll uh, join us again in two weeks' time. Join us online next week for our day of prayer, evening of prayer and worship event in the Belcher or online. Um, and also, I just uh, we'll, you'll be getting an email today from us or t- tomorrow, one of the two, is our February alumni update. So if you're not getting that, please let me know and we will get you signed up for that. Email us at alumni at letu.edu or comment in the comments below or reach out to us through Messenger here on Facebook and we'll make sure to get you added to that mailing list. Well, until next time, I hope you're doing well. God bless, stay safe, stay warm, um, and may God continue to use you as his hands and feet in every workplace, in every nation, for the glory of God, for the good of your neighbor, and that all might come to know Christ. Well, it's in uh, Jesus' name. I just pray blessings over you and say goodbye. See you next time. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by Laterna University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni.